The Bible reading is from Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Thanks very much, Helen. And when we talked earlier about Jesus coming into the world to make a great swap, a great exchange, a thing that none of us wants, but sadly we all have from time to time, is fear. Because fear is a feeling. It's not like um, uh, the heating that we can turn on and off uh, when we want to. It's produced by situations in our lives. Um, our lives are not perfect, and therefore from time to time we will have fear and worry. Whether we have a massive, massive panic attack or just a little bit of uh, anxiety, all of us at different times will be fearful or anxious. Some of those things that might trigger that are um, maybe the fear of what people might think about you. <coughs> maybe if you've done something wrong, it's a fear that you'll be found out. I don't know if any of you watched that. Uh, I'm a celebrity recently, um, but if you did, you might have seen the episode where two of the guys, Amir and Ian, do their challenge, and they successfully get this big reward for the team. In the middle of the jungle, they get strawberries and cream. How good is that? But of course, on the way back, they say, why don't we just eat these ourselves and pretend to the others we didn't really win it? 
So they're sort of having a little uh, tata and um, in the end, it's exactly what they do. They eat all the strawberries and cream, they go back to base and say, sorry guys, we didn't win. But they feel really worried and, and ridden by fear of whether somebody will find out about guilt. And so eventually they confess. Maybe it's a fear of losing something or someone which is very precious to you. Maybe it's a fear of not getting something done by the time you need to get it done. I know there'll be people here this morning who are not even listening to me because they're worried about the turkey in the oven um, and all the guests coming around. Will it be ready in time? Maybe it's a fear of something new in the new year that you're going to do and you don't really feel maybe up to, to doing that. But whatever it is, the message of Christmas is do not fear. Do not fear. What does this birth, the birth of this baby Jesus, though, mean that we don't need to fear? Well, because this baby is also a saviour, a messiah, the Lord. And in that verse we looked at yesterday from Luke um, 1, we were told that he would reign forever. So if he's a king who will reign forever, then that means he's in control of all those situations that might cause us um, to fear. And he promises to look after all the needs of his children. That's why there are so many commands in the, the Bible to not fear. Isaiah says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Jesus says, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What will you eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. He says, cast all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you. And finally, the psalmist actually realizes this when he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The reason Jesus, God sent Jesus into the world at Christmas time was because he loved the world. And it's that love that drives out fear. But Jesus didn't come just to remove our fear. He replaced it with two other things we've just read about. The first is the feeling of joy. The first thing the angel said was, I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. And like fear, joy is an emotion. But it's caused by something that happens to us or by, by knowing about something. Uh, the thing that causes the joy here is good news. I wonder what good news would cause you joy. Maybe it's opening a present at Christmas and finding it's a, a sprout necklace <laughs> or a bar of soap. Maybe you've come into some unexpected money. Maybe you've been offered a promotion at work. Maybe the results have come back to the doctors and you're, you're all clear. Maybe a friend you haven't seen for a while has got in touch at Christmas time. Lots of things give us great joy. But how many of them will last? The joy that the birth of Jesus brings is not something that makes you happy today, but by tomorrow it's worn off. It's something that has eternal consequences. Because Jesus being born, God coming to earth means it's possible for us to know the God who made us. This is news that takes us out of our tiny little bubble that is Long Crendon or Tame or, or Haddenham or wherever we live and gives us a universal perspective 
And not just a, a space perspective, but a perspective that covers and crosses time. Suddenly, we're aware of all sorts of dimensions we never dreamed of. Because the God who's not limited by time or space has entered our world. And he must have loved us pretty much to have been bothered enough to do something like that. And that is what gives us great cause for joy. But what about the peace, peace bit? Where does the peace come from? Well, the joy and peace are linked. The peace stills our restless souls. Our souls are restless because deep down we, we're aware there must be something else out there. This can't be all there is. We live, we die, the end. The universe is massive. Where, where did that come from? What is the purpose of it all? And why does this world never get better despite all humankind's efforts? Why do people still fall out? Why do countries still go to war? Why do people still starve when others have so much? Why do we all want more? And yet we're never satisfied. The lack of peace, that restlessness, is because humankind has alienated itself from God who made them. People say, I can do this on my own. I don't need to accept there's a God who, who made me, who provides all the good things that I enjoy in this life. I'm in control here. But of course we're not, are we? We know just a tiny fraction of what there is to know about this universe. We think we know what is best for our lives, but we're just shallow, slaves to our own shallow, imperfect desires. The birth of Jesus is God coming to us in our trench where we've dug ourselves in and offering us an olive branch, offering us peace. It's God saying, I've come to free you, to enable you to experience my love, to fill your hearts with my perfect desires. It was an expensive peace offering uh, because ultimately it would mean the death of his son. But he was pleased to do that because he loves us so much. And so the Bible says this in Colossians. It says, God himself was pleased to live fully in his son. And God was pleased for him to make peace by sacrificing his blood on the cross so that all beings in heaven and on earth we brought back to God. You used to be far from God. Your thoughts made you his enemies and you did evil things. But his son became a human and died. So God made peace with you. And now he lets you stand in his presence as people who are holy and faultless and innocent. Those are amazing words, aren't they? That we are able to stand in the presence of a perfect, holy, all-powerful God. And not because of anything that we, we have done, nothing that's earned us the right to stand in his presence, but because Jesus has taken that punishment that we deserve for going to war with God. Peace on earth is going to be impossible to achieve, isn't it? And no government will be able to, to achieve lasting peace, whether through nuclear disarmament, whether through sending in troops, whether through negotiating some sort of peace treaty. None of us will be able to remove that personal conflict from our lives because at the heart of each one of us is a desire to put ourselves first. But we each have the opportunity to accept God's offer of peace. And as we do that, we will want to live at peace with all those around us, with our our neighbours, with our family members, with our work colleagues. So I hope this Christmas time that you will know the love of God 
And as you do so, your fears and worries are, are replaced by a joy and a true inner peace that comes from knowing that you are right with God and following Jesus as your Lord and King. If you want to know more about this, uh, Jesus, the one who brings um, lasting peace into your life, then uh, come back after Christmas, after all the um, uh, sprouts have been eaten and uh, the presents have been put away, when life carries on. Um, take one of the booklets that will be available on the table on the way out. So come have a chat with one of the pastors at any time. We're always here to tell you um, the good news of Jesus, uh, to answer your questions and to discuss those things with you. But we're going to close now with, um, with a final carol in which we sing these words, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled.